Hello everyone, this is Ashley Strong and this is another episode of Side Quest. Welcome, I'm joined here again with my friend Chris, who was in episode 3, we talked about Smash. But today's a special episode, I have two guests on, our mutual friend, Khan. Hi Khan. Hi. Hi Chris, hi Khan. Hi Chris, Khan. Hello. Khan Chris. How's it going? How are you doing, guys? How, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Obviously, um, how are you doing? Are you excited? Mm, yeah, I'd say so. I'm not I'm more excited than nervous. So okay. Good. No, but nobody's nervous here. No one's nervous. I not even me. And then just just kidding. I would hope that you wouldn't be. No, oh, no, I'm horribly nervous. What are you? T- I'm terrified that the audio is just going to be awful, or I'm going to forget to download the audio. Um, but I, an introduction to Khan, I met him through Final Fantasy. But mostly we, as a whole, probably connected more through D&D and then Final Fantasy overall. Also, all three of us play in the same D&D cut to last episode with tyler our dm so see we all these are, my, these are my friends everyone um is that accurate to how we met do you what's your first memory of meeting me i guess um i think the first time that i did meet you was in final fantasy we did something i remember um at the end of stormblood uh, we did actually do, I think, one of the, like, as a group, it was, like, after the raids had been nerfed. Mm. We were like, hey, let's go into, like, the first, like, um, go into 09 and just... Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I tanked alongside you. Because I, I, you were a... Yeah. A paladin? Were you a paladin? Were you a paladin? Did I tank? I think we both went warrior. Okay. I, at the time. Because I knew that I raided, uh, we'll get into it, but I raided that tier as a tank. Um, but yeah. As a warrior? That, yeah, as a warrior. I did not but know that. Uh, after that, um, I would say uh, it was definitely through D&D that we connected more. Because, you know, you didn't play Final Fantasy as much as I did. So, yeah. Um, obviously, like, it's an MMO. Uh, at, before the past year of history, I worked often during a certain set of the year. Uh, probably, like, three-fourths, two-thirds. So I don't really have a lot of time to dedicate to MMOs, and that's... But that kind of stayed true even with the time. I didn't really go too deep into the game. Um, but we'll get into that. Um... Now that we're talking about raiding and uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, today's uh, conversation is obviously going to be mostly about that factor, raiding as a whole, Final Fantasy as a whole, Final Fantasy XIV, yada, yada, yada. Um, but what are your guys' history with raiding outside of Final Fantasy XIV? Uh... Well, for me, I have I have a few other games that I've rated outside of um, Final Fantasy XIV with. Um, 
the big one is probably World of Warcraft. Um, I used to raid, you know, the original uh, vanilla series of raids up to a certain point. Oh, and oh then, one second. Like, some of one second. I'm sorry. We should probably explain what raiding is as a whole. I don't think, because like that's, it oh, it yeah. it means essentially to be uh to do a set, the set ch challenging most challenging thing in the game in a certain time frame. I guess is the best way to phrase it. Uh, it, it what raiding is 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 it's a it's typically associated with MMOs, but um it it's a large scale combat segment of the game and by large scale i mean like you typically need um somewhere between like uh depending on the game it's usually about 10 to 25 different players uh final fantasy though it actually uses a only eight and there are some games even that use less than that like mm -hmm. um, if you consider destiny rating a uh the same thing that uses only six players and um ESO, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, rating in that is a group of five, I think. I'm pretty sure. But in general, it's just meant like it's a it's supposed to be a difficult challenge or an encounter in the game, and usually you need a lot of people. It would never be something that you could do on your own or just with a couple of people. Um, it's meant to be done with like a large group of people because everyone is going to have important tasks to take care of uh, during the encounter, and um, it, and it's meant to be. It, usually, it's meant to be difficult, although uh, you know that kind of. It's arguable. It, it, over the years, it, you can, uh, you know, things people get better at games and things get concepts are easier to understand, and and then you can kind of argue whether they were really difficult to begin with or not mm -hmm. but um, um but yeah but go, I, I would say that's a general idea of what rating is i, I would agree just uh, so anyone who does know there you go but back to the original question was uh your history with it and you mentioned uh wow yeah 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 all that yeah wow world of warcraft um i did raid for the first couple expansions of world of warcraft in um, that was that's probably my first experience rating, um, and I think I think for a lot of people, um, I I, de I know that I definitely felt this way when the first time I rated. Like it was very daunting because it feels like it's like oh I'm gonna be part of there's gonna be 24. It's a massive people. group. Yeah. yeah. There's gonna be 24 pe other people here, and I'm supposed to have some responsibility. Like I have to know what I'm doing. And we're to for in order for us to defeat this difficult boss or whatever, but you get like the best loot in the game usually, and um, yeah, it was very it was very nerve wracking the first time going in. Um, I think once you've done it at least one time though, like it, it, it that that fears uh, completely evaporated. Like it's no longer for me. I'll just I can jump into any game and and um, uh, feel the you know join a raid group and not not feel that fear anymore but i like I, I would understand people like i know there's a lot of people that probably are not um big fans of or the idea are don't uh join raids because of the uh, idea might be too um difficult or 
I think responsibility. I, yeah, I think there's a like a social anxiety that comes along yeah. with playing with that many people. Because um, it, it's definitely one. It's just one. Once you get into it, it's it's no big deal. You'll you'll realize it's it's not a huge issue for you. Um, con. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, outside oh. of. No, no, I'm sorry. If you had more, I just... Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, outside of uh, World of Warcraft, um, I've uh, I've done Destiny raids uh, back in the original Destiny. Destiny 1. Yeah, Destiny 1. The old school. The do. bullet sponge. The raids on there, like the the Vault of Glass, which, ironically, some that actually just came back to Destiny 2. <laughs> like, literally, last weekend, I think. That's cool. And... Um, and then of course we've uh, we've all raided in Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. That's true. Con. So for me, um, I actually, outside of Final Fantasy fourteen, I basically have no experience raiding because Final Fantasy fourteen is basically the only MMO game I've ever played. Um. I didn't the know only this. other, the only other experience um, that I can think of off the top of my head that you could even um, compare it to raiding is um, Xenoblade Chronicles X was like pseudo multiplayer game. Uh, some of the uh, end game stuff in that game was like random matchmaking with other players and uh, some of that stuff was actually pretty hard to clear um, but I didn't really do all of it I didn't get super into it so uh, yeah other than Final Fantasy I have never really done any raiding content in other games oh. I did not know that. Uh, for me, um, although I never raided in WoW, I was very aware of the ra raiding scene because a lot of my friends all played WoW. They would get together and raid together, yada yada yada. So I've always had like a third person view of raiding through that. But like I've played, um, I used to play really bad free to play MMOs, and like. Oh, yeah. Here's an example. DC Universe Online. That raiding scene was the most garbage, garbage <laughs> ever. Um, the game, is, in my opinion, wasn't well made. It's very simplistic. Like, it was... You could play it on a phone, honestly. Like, you have six yeah. commands at any given time, and it's like, okay. It, it, it's funny you bring that up, because I, I actually have seen raids in a few other, like, obscure MMOs, like something like Lord of the Rings Online, mm. stuff like that, and the rating in those games. Now, I'm n I've never personally played them, so if anyone's a Lord of the Rings Online fan, I'm like, I'm not, you know, ousting you or whatever, but like, I've seen the raids in that game, and they are not something that looks uh, super enjoyable to me. Hmm, no, no, no. So there's a level of jank to a lot of free-to-play MMOs. <laughs> I've played literally tons and tons and tons. If if some of them were around, I would introduce you to them now because like I was a big fan. There was one called Trickster Online. It was a little sprite based 
MMO where everyone was like I animal people. It was the cutest game that, <laughs> that ever existed. I love that game. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, I've raided through Final Fantasy fourteen. I have touched every raid level at some point when it came out, when it was relevant. Um, I used to pug. I used to pug a lot. I was a pugger. Um, and it was, it wasn't bad in 2.0. Pug. Uh, pug meaning pickup group. Yes. Um, these, just these, these terms that you're so used to, you don't even realize that you're, yeah. like, you guys know what it means. Um, <laughs> but like, um, I did not, I stopped pugging essentially after 3.0. Because I did not like the raid scene in Heavensward. I think it was overly difficult. The game was still yeah. slightly jank. Things were still not explained. Well, it was better than 2.0 in terms of what they, the information they were giving you. But, like, it's just everything was just too much in the beginning. And I feel like that was a very big parative to that expansion's raid scene. Because, like, who wanted to do any of it, any of the rest, honestly? <laughs> Even I mean, we'll get into cool. it later, but... Um, and then, like, I, I raided with, uh, not you two, but the, some of our raid group from this current expansion uh, in 4.0, Stormblood. And that's the expansion I met everyone, yada yada, and obviously mm -hmm. the current raid group, which is over and done and i cry a little inside every day yeah i know i mean maybe, it, maybe it, it'll come back in a few months <laughs> that's we'll, true. We'll, we'll go back and and clear but um let's talk about the 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 how do you guys feel about the rating in final fantasy 14 was have have you been satisfied with it are you sav satisfied with it uh, you want to go first on this one, Con? Sure. Um, I would say, I mean, obviously, as I just explained, I don't really have anything to compare it to. But just as a game experience, and as a social experience, really, as well, I would say that I definitely enjoy reading in Final Fantasy. And when the next expansion comes out, you know, I'm going to be reading again in the next expansion. So, you know, I... Um, have plans to keep going with it for as long as I keep enjoying it and so yeah that's really all I can say about it I think until without getting super into specific things well, which uh, we uh, will get mean, into you you could break it down to the like how you feel about it currently or like per expansion like you could you could do it per like the four sets okay well um, I mean, I would say I've ex I would say I've enjoyed it mostly the same level um, through each expansion. Um, obviously, there's a bit of nostalgia when it comes to like looking back at Heaven's Ward rating, because mm. um, I did really enjoy that, and I feel I felt like like at the time when Stormblood was coming out, I didn't f or when Stormblood was going, and I was rating in Stormblood. Even though I was enjoying it, it didn't 
feel like it was meeting that same level of I'm really enjoying it, but that was also because at the time I wasn't raiding with the same people that I had raided with in Heaven's Ward. The only only two people were still in the same group, and that was only for one raid tier. That was Chris and someone else that we know. But, um, yeah, I would say that I enjoy... Like, if I had to put them in order, then, like, Stormblood was, like, the lowest, but it was still fun, and then it was Heaven's War, and then and I've already, honestly, I would say that I've enjoyed raiding in this expansion the most, because I've been with my friends through all of it, and I've also had a varied experience, because I, I've done all three roles over the course of this expansion as well. That's, that's a good, uh point to make too because like for me i'm one and done i'm yeah, i'm, I'm a big bro take tank the, perspective for you yeah exactly um it's nothing to say anything about the other ones like uh back in the day when i would run pvp sometimes i would run healer i like it's not like i don't have any of them leveled up to a certain extent um there's just it, there's always been a um like a hero aspect i guess to tanking like the in terms of like what your role is oh absolutely i mean that's why the warrior of light in the promotional that's why he's always a tank yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a dragoon once he was well Animal. yeah i just i mean the out of the five he started as a tank that he's now been he's, he's been a tank. a tank three times so he was yeah. also an archer he was. But no one talks that's about. True. No one talks about 1.0. So that's 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 a true as. Did you raid at 1.0? Was uh, no, I, 1.0. Well, okay. I mean, there is. It was different. The game was completely different in 1.0. I mean, there there were eight man dungeons. Let's put it that way in 1.0. But um, that's it's kind of not really the same as. Yeah, I, I don't know if you knew. Um, Ashton, but like the dungeons that we have in Final Fantasy now that we're in 1.0, like um, Totorak and Cutter's Cry and stuff, uh -huh. like they were eight man what? in 1.0. What? Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, what was the other one? Is it like. Were there Zemile more monsters Darkhold? back then? Zemile Darkhold, yeah. yeah. Were there more monsters back then? Yeah, I mean the, the there were dungeons more ways were to go. Yeah, there were more ways to go. It, like dungeons were not like linear at, like they are now. They were like you split off into different exploratory. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I mean, it was it was always the same map. So if you already knew the oh. map, you didn't I need mean, yeah, to I guess. explore it. But like, yeah, it, um, uh, so those those like, dungeons um, were eight mans from the original. It would be like uh, Heaven on High and whatever the other one is. What's the other one? Yeah, yeah, uh, Palace of the Dead. Palace of the Dead. Yeah. Just like on a on a, a two party, two light party scale, essentially. Yeah. Okay. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I mean it. It is cool in concept. Um, it the the flaw was just the game itself. Yeah. And the combat system, really. Um. But uh. Also, it's like. You know, that sort of thing, that, like, exploratory dungeon style is kind of like an older uh, MMO style. Like, if you look at... Um, if you could make it procedural generated, though. Just 
if you look at older games like uh or when when world of warcraft used was like brand new or or at the time other games kind of like uh fantasy star online if you've ever played that i did um those they had dungeons like in, in fantasy star online's case it was they did. procedurally generally generated but it did have a limit like mm. it uses it used a a set number of of uh rooms and they just aligned the rooms in different patterns and there were so many patterns it could be um in world of warcraft's case like dungeons were also exploratory and, and pretty huge and meant to be like you know like just wander around and see what you can find defeat bosses whatever yeah. um but back then we also didn't have like resources for stuff as like we do now like now, whenever you play any game, you can just like look up a resource of like here's the map data for any room of any kind anywhere. Here's the information about a boss, what I he's mean, gonna yeah, do. That's true. That's you know, true. like back then there was like even though we had the internet, that sort of stuff wasn't really documented. So exploring felt like exploring because not everyone had that like database of knowledge to reference. Um, but now, now it's just, you know, anything, anything and everything is, is, uh, recorded now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that, that idea of exploring is kind of not a, uh, it's not relevant in the modern MMO style right now. Honestly, it's a shame. I like it. You could, you yeah. could rework it. You can make, you can modernize it. But, uh, Chris, for your personal perspective, what were or are you satisfied with the rating of Final Fantasy? And break it down. Um, so like, I I really do enjoy Final Fantasy fourteen rating. Um, what I like the most about it compared to other games, uh, I think an eight man team is uh, is ideal in uh in terms of rating. Just because like, I think if you have more than eight people in a raid for a game, um responsibility kind of gets lost for people and i think uh th- that's something that's really fun about raiding is like having a responsibility like you have to uh perform certain actions to you know help the party progress through the encounter and get mm-hmm. further and i think with eight with eight people like it allows everyone to split up the responsibility um uh, really well without you feeling like you're just getting lost in like a sea of like here's uh, 15 other players that are also just like their whole point is just they're going to deal damage and they're, they're going to deal it as fast as they can and they don't really care in one way or another about what they're doing you know um, but with, with, with 8 people I think it really balances out like um, I mean the style for uh, Final Fantasy is you have uh, two tanks, two healers, and four four DPS, and I think that's just like the 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 best it's gonna get um, for uh, balancing out responsibilities for amongst the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, so that that's how I view the rating as a whole. Like in terms of like the game as it's progressed. I definitely think, um, you know, in 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 original like 2.0, the game was being 
refurbished and a lot of people were just kind of trying to figure out how the game even works uh-huh. so like the coil bahamut which was the big uh raid tier at the time um i like i think i have i have a lot of fond memories of it however i didn't really take it that seriously most of my raid experience at that time was kind of like casually with a group we would we didn't hardcore like play in days and uh, create a static group and go mm-hmm. in and like, you know, clear encounters every week. It was more like, um, just like whoever was around, we would you go to the place. I- You're like, yeah, every- yo, yeah. You had to you had to physically go <laughs> to the location every time. Yeah, um, and then you'd like, all right, everyone, everyone in the I in the free company, those days, honestly, show up, show up here, and, I and we're gonna those days because it made the game feel alive <laughs> i mean i i, I, I uh, there are a lot of things that are in uh, have been added to the game that are much more convenient but that that also too was like the, i think the main reason why it even did that is because that's how other mmos do it you know or did it at the time yeah. and now even those mmos don't do it you know like it's none of shame. them do it's a shame i like that it was cool so what if you had to go to the place you're meeting your teammates. <laughs> I mean, you're meeting your teammates either way once you load into the no, area. No, <laughs> it's cooler <laughs> to be like, all right, guys, we're going in. And then you go in. Because sometimes there's cutscene. You're already got with your team, you know? Yeah. They're banthing in. I, I feel like that style works better in a game that encourages hugging more than statics because for a static it's like you already know all of each other so the feeling of meeting up before you go in you don't really get that whereas like if you're like you know if you have to meet up like if everyone's hanging like um with coil where it's like everyone hangs around uh, hangs around at wine port because that's mm-hmm. where the the raid is it's like it feels like a typical fantasy like you know you go to the inn and you like scope out who's exactly. there and you, you like recruit people like that works for pugging but if you already know the people like if, you, if you're just messaging people on discord and then you all log into the game then it just kind of feels like a chore that you all have to go and teleport to the <laughs> i mean that's true yeah and that's to be fair yeah i wouldn't want to but I still subconsciously still meet up with you guys at the the place. At the. I mean, you you where we, where we raided last time, um, we all just like hung out at the uh, housing district that we live in. But, or or like unless we went to the um, the practice arena we used. But um. But I mean, you know, it, it it's it, it like. Back then, that's that's how it was, and it was like kind of like a, it wasn't a huge deal. But once we got the ability to, you know, queue into instances from anywhere, like it's kind of like a why did we ever do that to begin with type thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean that that's fair because you know I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Time is money. Uh, yeah. And um, anyway, but like so, coil coil raids uh, were were fun and interesting. I um, never legitimately uh, got beyond um, uh, T nine, but I think probably most people also didn't get past T nine. That's true. That's true. Um, 
I didn't beat it until uh, Heavensward. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, like I said, it was, it was a much more casual thing for me. It wasn't until Heavensward, the expansion, that I um, I started like we we like my group at the time, my free company, um, made a static group, and that's when I like joined that group at, um, to raid. And yeah, so there there are three different. Uh, segments of heavensward rating and they're all three are very different which are like which isn't usually the case for the expansion raids but like heavensward you had gordius which uh is the first tier mm. and i think it, it, most people kind of infamous uh, infamously refer to gordius as like the um static breaker tier because almost no one cleared the third encounter of that tier. It's so hard. Pepsi Man, bro. Yeah, Pepsi Man. Um, also, that, that tier as a whole was just, like, really... Like, it, it did give players more to do individually. But at the same time, then you had the second fight, the Gobwalker fight, um, that was, like, it was super boring. And then also one person has to do something even more boring, which is just run around... Um, like all you did was run around and slide bombs across the arena, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it w- it was just like I don't know, like they they were struggling at that time. The luckily they kind of made up for it with Midas, the second rate tier. Um, the all the fights in in, in that tier were like really clever. They're also still pretty difficult. Not as difficult as Gordius, but difficult in different reasons. More, like, difficult mechanically. That's the brute one? The brute yeah, brute justice. justice. Yeah. Plus, you have that freaking That's awesome super beat. cool! Yeah. Yeah. That was super cool. I'll give them that. They're, we're we're, fre- we're referencing basically a giant mecha, like, combining scene, essentially. It, it, you fought this robot that was basically Voltron. It had... It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, y- like you fight... You fight, um, like, the fights leading up to it, you fight all a series. Yeah, you fight them individually, and then the final fight, he takes all the robots and forms up into one giant robot, and it's it's super cool. Um, he grows the wings. But, the, yeah, that's when they, I think they, that was the point when they figured out, like, okay, raids, we need to make, have, like, we need to make these huge, cool sequences out of raids and not just make them like mathematical like encounters like the first tier was the first tier was just like kind of like a pure numbers thing you know it was Mm -hmm. it wasn't so much like even i I, even in the first tier like people could not beat it wasn't even a boss just the there's a dps check at the door and people Mm -hmm. couldn't even beat that all you had to do was just kill this one robot um like that just stood there and hit the tanks and you just had to kill it in time. And you had, like, two minutes or something like that, or three minutes to kill it. And people could not even kill just that robot. Um, uh, Faust was his name. And and that was just to fight the first encounter. Uh, it, w- it was it's tuned very, very highly. And, I, I th- you know, it, it's not that... Um, 
Like, I think that's fine if you tune fights uh, highly, but you, you need to, like, not for the entry fight, you know? Yeah, you need to build up to a certain sense of yeah. difficulty. Um, or at least you should be. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like it when they've when they create the first encounters in a, in a raid tier being very difficult. And, and not that that was, but it's just like, that, that does pop up throughout Final Fantasy as a whole. It's like the first encounter is way more difficult than I think it should be. I think the first encounter should be a little like it can still be difficult without being like. Uh, there's times. There's times when they've gone the complete opposite direction as well, though. Yeah, that's true. The first fight in um, Omega, the snake. That was. Like, oh yeah. Easy, that was like easier than an extreme trial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know they've um they've gone back and forth. With it. Um. And then uh, the final tier of Heaven Sword is uh, Creator, uh, big which old I, Alexander boys. That's actually probably my favorite raid experience was during that time. Uh, in terms of the encounters themselves, I think all, uh, all most of those encounters during the They're Creator fun. were just like really cool. And and then the the time stuff is cool. Fighting Alexander, um, and then him time stopping everyone, and like transporting half the party into the past and then the party that goes into the past has to like defeat some time robots to save their party from dying in the future you know it does some really cool stuff like that I that was just a super fun fight um, uh, and then uh, yeah then you have Stormblood and Shadowbringers after that and uh, uh you know, um, that's... Creator was also the first time I met Khan, actually. Or, or that's when me and Khan met and raided for the first time, rather. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I forgot to ask how you two met. And there you uh, go. We, we met um, through my old free company. Um, oh. uh, I, I'm forgetting, like, I've been in a few free companies now, so a I don't remember. Was, you were in Lunar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was like two or three free companies ago. The um, old world. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we met just like... Um, I knew a friend of his, and uh, we would, like, sometimes run, like, a dungeon or something like that. And then it wasn't until, like, this... Or that raid tier that that was when we first, like, really started hanging out a lot from the from the raid tier. And, um, and then ever since then, we've pretty much... Most raids since then... I've probably raided with Khan for the most part. Um, which, uh, which you know, like, Khan, Khan is a really good raider, so Ooh. I I have right. no issues raiding with him. And, and, and that does bring me up to, like, uh, something that I think is very important about raiding is, uh, like, how, how well you get along with everyone, I think, is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I've joined groups that are, um, you know, that are just like, it, some of them are just like a bunch of random people and no one really knows each other. Um, or mm-hmm. or maybe like a few people know each other and everyone else is just like, you know, someone they scouted for the raid. And if you don't really get along with uh, 
your raid members, you're, you're kind of just going to not have a fun time all the time when you're raiding. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that it can be grading. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And it, especially when you have, well, like, you have eight people in a raid group. Uh, since everyone has a responsibility, um, the raid is only going to perform as well as its weakest member. If that makes sense. No, that's true. It's your weakest link. That will usually take you down. Yeah. And and I think it's very important to, like, be patient um, with everybody. Like, you, you, like, everyone's going to learn things at different speeds and stuff. And um, you, you have to uh, have understanding with, with your uh, fellow players. Like, how do you, like, how do you approach encounters and designate responsibility to everyone in a way that makes it so that, you know, everyone is able to clear the encounter? Because that's, that's the whole point. It's just, you're just trying to beat the encounter, get the awesome gear, and, and move on. Um... I, th there are ways to, like, some people can... I mean, there can be other reasons to raid. Like, some people do it for, like... Uh, you, there's, like, websites that keep your uh, scores on how much damage you deal or how fast you clear encounters and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people use that as, like, references. Sometimes it's good to use for references, like, how can I improve as a player? But then also it kind of becomes, like, a a pissing contest of you know I did this much damage in this much time or whatever look how big my DPS dick is yeah look at it it's glorious <laughs> um, but yeah I mean a lot of that is is true for like any activity honestly like uh it could be a sport it could be a D&D &D, it could be a anything honestly uh just uh the, the 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 social aspect and the responsibility and like uh the targeting of someone who may be the weakest link even subconsciously all this other stuff it's a big part of it and i think that's a big hamper uh, the the negative side of like rating as a whole well, just because the challenge also irritates you so it's pushing your emotions already yeah and and and, and the way especially the modern raid tier for final fantasy is been designed it's like it's i feel like this current tier it's not like the most difficult tier ever made but it was i feel like uh a step harder than the last two raid tiers at the very least um and and i say that even knowing like the the final fight of the last raid tier is probably one of the most difficult fights in the game um but um not like this this last raid tier and 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 I'm you know like uh anytime I've raided with uh, our group like I, I I really really enjoy raiding with the group we have right now like we're all just a bunch of friends we've known each other for a long time by this point mm. um but yeah like the, the the raid tiers lately have been a little like too punishing I feel like uh, for, to the players, um, which it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely can cause frustration uh, for for people. Mm. 
when whenever whenever they make something a little too punishing and usually when i mean punishing what happens is like uh someone messes up or someone dies in the fight and normally like a 50 50 i maybe like half the time if someone dies like you might be able to find a way to recover by someone taking their place or taking their responsibilities or, or reviving them in time before they need to do something. Um, this last raid tier, though, was pretty much almost exclusively, like, if someone messed up or died, then everyone in the raid is going to pay for it, yeah. either with a damage down, debuff, or, or killing the raid outright. Wish. I'm just going to say this about the damage down thing. That is, like, psychologically punishing. Yeah. Because it's long-term... Hey, you basically wasted such and such time. You're learning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like in, in in a sense, damage down is very much the we're just making it so it's harder for you to make that one check. You could be doing fine outside of that because you're not dying. It's just you know. It's. I mean, weird. Oh, to to me, if you compare being punished for a fail mechanic with the damage down versus a vulnerability debuff. Mm. Um, it's kind of like vulnerability debuffs, they punish you when you're progging because, you know, you are going to make mistakes and then getting vulnerability means that it's easier then to die even just to um, regular damage or mm -hmm. when the next time you make a mistake. Um, damage down doesn't do that. Um, it you know, because it doesn't make you take more damage, it makes you deal less damage. So, it does mean that you can continually continuously mess up, and it's not going to affect your ability to prog past mechanics unless they require damage. Hmm. Um, but then it's kind of like um, they're flipped. Then, if you're ex once you've cleared the fight, once you're experienced, once you're trying to meet the enrage. Once you've got the gear, um, vulnerability debuffs don't punish you as much because you have more health, you have more defense, the healers can heal more, mm -hmm. so they're less pen punishing. Damage down debuffs then are more punishing because they are making Bigger you do chunk. less damage. And they mean, like, if something gives you a vulnerability, sometimes you can just eat it for greed, right? You can just say, fuck the vulnerability, the healers, like, don't mind. I can just stand in this and deal more damage. But you can't do that if it gives you a damage down, basically. So, they're punishing, they're just as punishing, honestly, just well, in different ways. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's pretty much like you said. Like, one is punishing in terms of progressing through the encounter, while the other is punishing in terms of clearing the encounter. Mm. Exactly. And those are two di very different like things. Like progressing through a counter is like it. Like whenever you get in, whenever you start a fight, um, in a raid, like it's not like everyone like you can explain everything and everyone knows what to do, like on the first try, and you're just gonna beat it. You know, like mm -hmm. progressing a fight like takes a, uh, some time. Like everyone has to learn mm -hmm. specific uh, positions and uh, roles to fill. And, um, and and that's what like that I'm fine with damage down in those cases because it's just like well you're just learning right now 
Mm -hmm. But yeah, it does damper it when you're trying to beat the. the that that's the the important part. I feel like you like no matter what. I feel like you could still always learn uh, enough knowledge to get a little bit better if if yeah. the damage down is in the beginning. But when you're trying to clear, that means you already have enough down to clear. They're putting a fucking breaks on you for. I mean, again, you're you're you are being punished. You are you are still making mistakes, but it's yeah. just like it's not the apparent mistake, because when you see damage on yourself, you're like, oh my god. Versus damage down, where you might not even realize you got a damage down on you. Yeah, I mean, the only thing worse than a damage down, uh, like by failing a mechanic, is just outright dying. Because at that point you're dealing no damage and you're creating more work for the healers. Mm. So, uh, I mean, you know, it, it's like uh, uh, the the main thing about about the raid situation right now is just like I really hope, um, like I I really enjoy raiding, uh, for Final Fantasy. It's just I I really hope that they don't. I really hope that they in some ways kind of ease back a bit because they, they kind of do this in waves where it's like some encounters are really hard and then they're like oh man that that encounter was too hard so to make up for it we're going to make the next set of encounters easier and then they make it easier and easier and then they're like okay this is like how we want it to you know this is about the the level we want it and then they keep from that level go up and up and up and then they're like okay these encounters are getting really hard again and I, I think the next, probably the next uh, wave we're going to see, it's either going to be, like, even harder, and then they're going to be like, wow, this is too hard, we need to tone it back and make it easy again, or the very next one, they're just no, going to go No, they ahead. always, or I think what they try to do is they try to make the first tier in an in a expansion. They don't base it off of how hard the last one was, they just try and make it a bit easier. I think the first tier of Eden did a pretty good job having a yeah. decent, decent difficulty curve because the first encounter was generally the first encounter was pretty easy I would say the second encounter was a bit of a wall but I would say that it it wasn't a case where the second encounter was harder than the third which is the case sometimes yeah. I still think that Leviathan was harder than E2 and then obviously Titan was pretty challenging at the time so i think for a first raid tier in an expansion um it did a good job definitely better than the first tier of um heavensward and stormblood well would, would you say heavensward was way too hard and then stormblood i think was way too easy at first and then it got way too hard <laughs> so like, I, well weird. I can agree that this raid, t uh, like this series of raids, has been like progressively harder each uh, tier. But would you say like Stormblood's uh, raid series was progressively harder? Because I don't really feel that it was. Well, see, Stormblood, like I said, it was weird because for the first tier, it was like it started off really easy, and then by the end, it got really hard. So it was like it wasn't a good curve, and then. Um, for the second set, um, it was like, the first encounter was hard, then the second encounter was fucking easy, and then 
the third encounter was pretty challenging, and then the fourth was hard. So it was like it dipped. Like the second encounter was like yeah, it, like it had this weird like wave one. system of like it just didn't. Some encounters were hard, and some encounters were easy. It wasn't and like then, it didn't make any sense whether they um, were first or not. The third, like the final tier, I would say, um, actually nailed having a progression of difficulty. And I think it was the hardest raid tier in Stormblood. So, okay. Whether I don't think it was a, as clear of a difficulty progression, um, but I would say maybe the first two tiers were kind of equal-ish on difficulty, and then the third tier was like a bit harder. Ooh. Uh, there is one thing that um, I did want to bring up about rating is last expansions set of raids being each one inspired by not each one, the the first two being inspired by Final Fantasy 5 and Final yep. Fantasy 6 yeah mm -hmm. I love theming, I'm a big fan when you're like we're going to do this certain set off of this things, um, I'm a big fan I mean, I'm cool with you that could you could even argue that this series, uh, like Eden's series of raids, was themed on Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, yes, you can. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's cool too. Uh, whenever they take a, um, um, it's, it's especially fun if you're a fan of Final Fantasy in general, because then you get to see, wow, this like here's a character from, you know, one of the other games that I played, and he's like a, a boss that's. Uh, you know, like the final boss of the game, you know, and you get to fight them in in an MMO style with all your friends. Like yeah. that, that's really cool. It feels like yeah, yeah. it's a the fact that it's harking back on older Final Fantasies, which is a theme throughout all of fourteen to some degree, um, in all Final Fantasies, just period. Just the fact that they have the same bestiary, uh, for example, but um. I wanted to say, uh, I forgot. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I mean, it that like I think that the themes fit all like all the raids have their own theme usually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, Omega was a little bit special in that each tier was themed specifically for that tier alone. Mm -hmm. Um, but like all like Alexander was all about these. Uh, Alexander is robots this giant, and steampunk and yeah. So it's this giant castle robot that, uh, and you fight, like, you climb inside of it and fight, like, you know, smaller robots and these uh, uh, goblins that have, like, control over the facility and, and different, like, robot robotic mm -hmm. uh, things that they've built. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like, the whole tier is designed around, like, fighting giant robot stuff, and it's really cool. Um... And then uh, Eden is, like, fighting... Um, a large portion of it is fighting a um, manifestation of primals and elements that you've encountered in the past. Um, so a lot of the fights are, like, uh, reimagined forms of, like, elemental uh, primals. And um, uh, they... they they do a lot of interesting things with them. One of them is like 
some they even take a couple of the primals and like combine them into one. Use them, yeah, that's super cool. That is. Super um, cool. and then they even take like stuff like they start then they start to like pull from like they starts to get a little bit weirder where they take things of like uh, other characters in the series or in the game that you're playing, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, they take other characters and they fuse with the primals or they fuse with an element of some kind or something like that. Um, so they, they kind of like re uh, imagine those fights and I and I thought like as someone who got to experience those those things when at the time they came out, it was really interesting and fun. Um, um, I, uh, yeah. I do remember what my my thought was. And then there I go. I just forgot it again. Nope, just kidding. Um, the there's there's something. Uh, there's two sets of what we call raids too. Um, the there is a normal, which is what you start basically a certain patch cycle with uh, in terms of gear progression. And there's a savage life, which is the end game actual raiding. Yeah, normal um, is more like more like story mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then Savage is like the the hardcore eight, you know, eight player team stuff. Mm-hmm. Um the for for the since you're running through the story mode, I the the fact that they do that one extra step for Savage um where um uh, for example, X death uh, and then he turns into Neo Ecta. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's uh, Kafka. And then he turns into God Tier Kafka. And there, there's stuff like that in the game where I like. I'm cool. It's cool that that stuff exists. But sometimes. I still wish. I wish it was separated from the difficulty still. Like there's a way to do it in the story mode. Yeah. Like if you well, like certain conditions that you can do extra outside of, you know, like it doesn't have to be necessarily in the set. Something that is an addition you can do for the normal set. Yeah, I, I mean that's probably more of a developer like workload thing, right? Yeah, like, I mean, because if they do do it for story mode, that means they also have to tune the. Um, just make the it encounter. Mode. Make it like a fantasy <laughs> dream thing where you could just fucking do it. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, have I to mean, be a difficult thing. A lot of a, lo- a lot of the story mode encounters are kind of already uh, fairly simplistic as yeah. they are. Like there, there, there. There's a lot of them that are are super simple, but like there's some of them that are super simple and super fun. When you do the the weapons things in this expansion. You know the one. Yeah. You know the mm-hmm. one. You're piling Ultima weapon? Diamond weapon? I don't know. What you're, no. you're, you're a robot, right? You play as you're, a robot. You're piloting the G-Warrior, which is a... Uh, it's just a robot that Sid invented. Yeah. You play as a robot. That's cool. I like that. And it's scaled like you are a giant robot. It's yeah. cool. I want more stuff like that, and it's cool that it's I mean, super simple. I mean, like, I, I want... think they could. I think they could in the future do stuff like that. Even in Savage Mode, I think they could. And I think it would... The problem is, is I think um, players are so concerned. Like, and this is kind of like a back to the 
second encounter of Gordius, where one person has to pilot the Gobwalker the the whole time. Um, players care about like what they're doing in the encounter, mm-hmm. and if someone has to pilot a uh, a giant mech, that means there's a a portion where they're not like playing their class or their you know their their job. Yes. In the in the fight, and that can affect them outside of the encounter as a whole. I think th- it would be really awesome for that to. Well, happen I'm saying for, more for something but... for the casuals, not so much. Oh, for... okay. So it only yeah, happens yeah. in like like you would take, for example, the the Oracle of Darkness fight. The mm-hmm. the you you did the thing. Yeah, whatever. It'd be fine if at some point, say now or later in the expansion. Where they just made it a, a, a story setting or something. A challenge that would be added on if you do the normal or whatever. Whatever the circumstance. Where you just get like stupid abilities given to you. Where you could just do the fight or something. That's called uh, that's called playing Blue Mage. Oh. Ash. That's where you just like get there a group of Blue Mages. <laughs> because there are literally like achievements and titles and mounts and rewards for coming back with a group of blue mages and doing savage fights. Well, I never blue mage. There's a thing. <laughs> My blue mage is like level 10ish, 15 or something. He's up there, but he's not up there, you know what I mean? In fact, blue mages if you don't know, blue mages like have really wacky broken skills that like completely break the game and it's not like a real class it's like a bonus class that you just do for fun you can't actually use it um outside of these special conditions but um blue mages because they have these really wacky like insane spells that just like instantly kill things or uh, or hit the boss for half their health and damage or, or weird situations like that um they whenever you do those fights with a group of blue mages, um, you kind of just, like, you can kind of, like, cheat and cheese a bunch of mechanics because you just, like, blow up something instantly and don't even have to worry about it. Or, or whatever the case is, you know? You can do... You can even do weird things, like, um... You can, uh, like... tether people together and split damage amongst party members... Uh, in in weird ways, um, to avoid like a tank dying to a tank buster or something something silly like that. And there's other things where you can just make yourself invulnerable to ninety percent of the damage that you're going to be taking. So everyone can just instead of like trying to find safe spots for um, players to hide during certain like AOE damage, everyone can just uh, use the the Diamondback spell, and they all just create a shield around them and they're basically immune to any damage that's going to hit them. No. Yeah. And there, there there's a lot of weird stuff Blue Mage can do. Um, um but that's pretty much what you just explained. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. Although oh, I will say I tanking as it. a Blue Mage is awful. Absolutely awful. I don't want to level a thing to do it. Just give me a thing so I can be the team Yeah, guy. yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do give you Echo eventually, which for most people I think is enough to... I mean, down uh, the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, like, a lot of these changes are the uh, from future expansions, though. Which yeah. Which is fine. 
but I kind of wish it was implemented before, you know, like, the thing. Because what does it matter, really? But that's personal preference. Um, I mean, I, I think it's fair to keep the tiers at the time, you know, like, difficult up to, you know, the current patch. I think that's fair, at, at the very least. Once the new expansion comes out and everyone's stronger and a higher level, then it it totally makes sense to make those encounters like easier to to beat. I mean, that's true. You're I'm stronger. You have more better gear. More better. More better. <laughs> more better. Good. Yeah. Um. Do you guys like Final Fantasy? Have how many Final Fantasies have you played? What's your final fa favorite Final Fantasies? Oh no. Yeah, we're going in. We've actually been re re recording for an hour, but since this is a, a two thing, a two person thing, uh, I'm gonna extend the time by an hour. So oh, okay. if, if you guys are cool, normally yeah, that's fine. Sure. Uh, you you go first, Con. Yeah, mine will be shorter anyway, probably. Um, in terms of Final Fantasy games that I have played, I have played three, the DS version of three. I've also played the DS version of 4, but I didn't beat either of them. Um, and then... I wouldn't even really say that I played 7, because I didn't really play 7. It was like, I didn't own it, it was my brother that owned it, and he played it. And I like, started a save file, but I didn't like really do anything with it. Um, so the first one I actually like properly played 9. Which is also my favorite. Nine. It, it, it being my first one might, you know, have to do with it being my favorite. But I also think it's just a really good game. Um, then I played Ten Two. I didn't actually play Ten. I played Ten Two. Okay. Um, Dude, that's hardcore. That is hardcore. <laughs> but I didn't even beat Ten Two either, because again, I didn't own it. My brother owned it, and I oh, played it. Oh, I got you. Um, then I played Thirteen, and I actually did beat Thirteen. I'm um, so sorry. No! <laughs> and, oh, Chris, um, Chris, then I Con, tell him 13's good. Tell him 13's good right now. I... Honestly, I like the gameplay of 13. I don't really like the story of 13. The gameplay, I had fun with the battles. I know people don't like the system. Well, there's certain fights. Or whatever. Like, but... if you're in the end game, that is actually a pretty good system. But there's few enemies that require you to play it mass for, like skillfully or strategically yeah, or yeah. anything. So the, I, I get yeah. that complaint. There were some boss fights that were it was like you're you know, changing you all the to, time. You're moving your yeah. your diagrams pipe. And people complained about Paradise. the auto battle, Paradise. but like to me to me it's like the auto battle was like um it was kind of like it would just do stuff for you that you would do anyway like it would use attack for you but it's mm -hmm. like that's what you would be doing or like if you switch to a healer then yeah of course you're going to be using cure on your party member or whatever so it's like it just the strategy to me doesn't come down to picking your moves it comes down to switching the character rolls around and like you said a lot of the battles don't actually require that strategy but for the fights that did require it you know to me, it felt fun to be like, oh shit, I need to switch to buff mm -hmm. mode and buff. Anyway, um, so then, yeah, I played 13, beat that. I haven't played 15. 
And when you 16 should. comes out, I'm going to play 16 when it comes out. You should. Uh, maybe at some point I will play 15. But, uh, yeah. That's it, I think. I mean, I've played spin-offs, but we're not really talking about spin-offs, I think. I mean, you can mention spin-offs. I, I, you know, some of the, like, Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics A. I haven't played the original Tactics. I played Tactics A2. A2 is great. And, um, played, like, like, Final Fantasy, um, like, Chocobo's Dungeon. Um, but, you know, that's, like, a whole different game. But it is Final Fantasy, I guess. Yeah, I count it. Um, I also played Final Fantasy Explorers, which, honestly, I'm so sad that that game was, oh, like, yeah. not as good as it should have been. Is that the Wii one? No, no it, it was on the a... DS, uh, 3DS. It was on the 3DS. It was... Imagine if Final Fantasy was Monster Hunter, and the jobs were the weapons choices. Wait, what? It was, but... like... It was, like... It was more like an MMO kind of thing, like Monster Hunter, where you, like... It was a multiplayer game where you go out on missions, but it just ended up being, like, really boring. Yeah, um, unfortunately, they did not actually put a ton of effort into the jobs or... Like, you, you leveled up jobs and you leveled up weapons like you would um, any other Final Fantasy. But it plays like Monster Hunter in the sense that it's, like... You kind of have, like, very rigid movement and um uh your attacks are like once you once you commit to an attack animation like you're stuck in it until it's done then oh. you roll away no no um, no cancels I, no yeah you can't really like cancel yeah, out of it but anything. i mean like i had fun, like as i played machinist in it and i played dragoon and i like you could like dual wield lance dragoon oh yeah it was, it was like, super sick super sick and just but it was also kind of like you could level every job and you could cross roll so eventually, I, I kind of got to a point where, like, anybody could do anything. Kind of. And, I don't know, I just, all my friends that I was playing it with at the time got really bored of it by the time we all got to, like, the end game. So, like, anyway. Yeah, it, 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 it had a lot it, of really. potential, it just, unfortunately, it kind of, it kind of... Yeah, it just, again, it... it it's just it's one. Well, it's like it's like Xenoblade Chronicles X, which I mentioned briefly earlier. That game had the potential to be super good, and it just was kind of meh. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's. I mean, I've, I've probably there's probably some games that I'm not thinking of that I have actually played, but that's my experience with Final Fantasy in a nutshell. Craze. Oh man, like I know there's a lot of pressure. Unfortunately, I've played too many Final Fantasy games. That's not a true statement, and you know it. It's a good series, and it's a good <laughs> franchise, and you know what? Yeah, it it it's is a, a really flagship. Good it's a flagship series, meaning they yeah. care enough to fix the problems. Um, I mean, so I've played every numbered Final Fantasy, like any major. Final Fantasy okay. in the series, so one through fifteen by this point, including ten two and thirteen and well, okay, I will say that I never you didn't played play thir- the thirteen sequels, did you? Yeah, I didn't play the thirteen sequels because thirteen is an awful trash don't, game. Don't, Chris, it is so Smash bad. is not a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, 
Um, and but you know, tactics, tactics, advance. Uh, like I, I've also played like some of the spin-off games too. Um, uh, Crystal Chronicles is really fun, and the whole series that that goes down. There's like several different Crystal Chronicles games. Um, but yeah, I like as far as favorite, it's it's kind of hard to pick really, because uh, there are a lot of good ones for sure. Like oh, I think. Sorry to interrupt, but there's just one that I did actually think of. Technically, it's not a Final Fantasy game. But it kind of is, um, Bravely Default. Okay. I played that, and that was kind of another game like... I don't really want to compare it to 13, but it is a kind of that same situation where, like, I love the gameplay. loved everything about it, the music, the art style, everything. But the story just fell flat on its face, in my opinion. Well, doesn't it repeat? Yeah. I mean, that... we can get it. I don't want to interrupt Chris right now. I can talk about it again after well it's fine if if it's whatever no i don't mind you can okay well it's just like what i like i'm I'm gonna try not to talk spoilers it is because it starts off like typical if you want to say spoilers i will allow it well i will i will warn if i go into a spoiler but basically i just it starts off typical final fantasy like you know you get your group together and you have to go like it's very um what what's the game called like the four four warriors style yes, where yes, it's like yes, the yes. four the four crystals mm-hmm. and you have to go and that go awaken the four crystals and that's the way it's presented and you know and it also has a good job system which to me Final Fantasy like I liked I actually have played five I forgot to mention it I didn't I because I I have played five and that is a game that nice. has like a good job system. And three also had it. Obviously, three was like the first one that had it. Um, to me, if a game has, if a Final Fantasy game has like a cool job system where you can like customize your characters in that way, mm. that to me is really fun. Final Fantasy Nine doesn't really have it, but it has something. There, like, you know, there ha- are archetypes you know, the of way, those things. Yeah, the system Nine uses where it's like you equip stuff to learn abilities but then you learn it and then you can change equipment and you still have that ability on that character and then there are some you know you can sort of cross stuff because i think there are some cases where like 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 garnet can like learn an offensive healing or offensive magic Mm -hmm. kind of thing that maybe she wouldn't have like she wouldn't have learned that if you hadn't equipped her with that thing so i like that so anyway, yeah, that about Bravely Default, super good, um, and it also just has a lot of, like, quality, because it, it plays like a classic Final Fantasy game, but it has a lot of quality of life stuff where it's like, you can speed up the battles super fast, you can you can adjust the encounter rate, so you can turn it off, or you can make it super See, that's super cool. If, if you, like, are grinding. You can also adjust, like, EXP and money rate as well, I think, if you want to do that. Um, so yeah, like all of those things good, but then the story is like, it just, it's one of those stories where like, if characters just explained what the fuck they were doing, yeah, like, cause all of the antagonists, like, no, none of them explain what they're doing. 
and it's meant to be like this reveal at the end like oh actually they were trying to do this like this is why they were trying to stop you but like if they just is it one of those that, i'm just gonna say it is it one of those they were the good guys kind of thing like they were trying not to exa- save the planet not exactly because a lot of the antagonists are actual like assholes but like the evil empire quote unquote like the reason that they're trying to stop the party is like a valid reason i guess i'll say that and it's like that to me you know if it was just that fine but then at the end of the game it goes into this stupid sequence where you have to keep going through you you go into an alternate world and then if it was just that that that'd be fine because it'd be a cool thing where you get to explore this alternate world but then it goes in again and again and again and again and it does it like four or five times oh and the actual gameplay loop here is just you go to the four crystals and awaken them and then you go to the next world and then you do it again and you do it again and there's a lot of there's a lot of optional content side like bosses and stuff that you can fight that you can refight all of the like main bosses again and you get i think you get additional like context Mm. like because the the characters like you get a bit more backstory on all of the the bosses which is cool but it's like optional so it's like at that point to me i just wanted to finish the game so i'm just like going through the sequence that it's just repeating over and over again and here's where i'll talk spoilers the main characters actually realize that what they're doing is like bad like they realize why the empire empire was trying to stop them they realize that if they keep going it's going to awaken this like evil or whatever but they don't like you see it in cutscenes the characters like talk between them about what's going on there's a but then but then you just keep going like there's no there is an option to stop there's an option to foil the enemy's plans but then that's the bad ending it's the oh. bad ending if you oh. do that. To get the good ending, you have to go along with the enemy's plans all the way up until the end, and then beat the final boss. But what's dumb is that even though you know that the main party members know what they're doing, at the end, when you get this reveal of like, ho-ho, um, I've betrayed you, and um, I've betrayed you, and what you were doing was actually like advancing the evil party evil bosses plan all of the party members react in surprise even though you know that they knew that already it's like what the fuck wait what yeah they they are all like shocked at the end even though you've seen them have conversations about being suspicious about something's not right guys you know i bet this is gonna happen thing happens (gasps) And then they're surprised. Yeah, it's guessed. just I don't I don't know. <laughs> the whole ending of that game just turned me off of it. There, there's there's anyway. A, I bring this up before. There's a game I did play where the bad guys, if they did just use their words, a lot of issues would never happen. Because in the end, it's I want spoilers for Golden, uh, Golden Sun. It's a GBA game. Find it, play it, whatever. But um, yeah, the the bad guys are the good guys. You 
you essentially are the bad guys in a in a sense. Yeah, I mean, um, I've played a game, a particular game that's like that, and it's just and it's just like the entire time, if someone just anyone stopped and be like, this is why this is a bad yeah, if thing. If the bad guys <laughs> ever yeah explain to you why they are actually the good guys, but no, you're, you're, but you're also too stubborn in Golden Sun. You're too stubborn to uh, you're like no, you you stole our friends and killed our family. And it's it's it makes a really disappointing end to any story because it's it's preventative from the start. Well, did you play the second Golden Sun game that like continues the story? Well, isn't it about their kids? They have kids. No, I'm talking about the. the uh, or are you the talking Lost about? Age. Well, that's the one where you find out they're the good guys, right? Yeah, but you you in that one you also um like go about solving the problem that they had oh you're a different group yeah you're right yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i did play that one that 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 one you play as the bad guy group in that one remember like you start off as the bad guy group and then you convince the quote unquote good guy group from the first game to join you halfway through it and then are you the bad you... guy group i i remember like they're yeah. like elementals but they're very similar to the the first party yeah, you're um, the first game. Are they the bad guys? Because the bad guys yeah, cause you, are the th- good guys. Okay. In <laughs> Ash, Chris, and Khan talk about Golden Sun on, on Final Fantasy XIV Raid. I've, I've not played Golden Sun, so I'm not uh, in this conversation. Anyway, first game, bad guys come to the town. They steal adepts, which are the kids with the. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. magic powers. It's those kids. And those kids that get stolen become part of the bad guys group, and then the bad guys explain to them, hey, we're the good guys. We're here to save the world. And then they're like, oh, okay, we'll help you save the world. But you still play the first game as the kids that got left behind. And then gotcha. you get to the end. And then second game, you start off, the original group that of kids that got stolen, who were the bad guys in the first game, you start off as them. So you are the bad guys from the first game. Gotcha. See? Who are actually the good guys, and then you convince the old crew to join you, and then you save the world. Anyway. Spoilers. Back to Final Fantasy. Back to Final Fantasy. Um, Um, You're going through your hatred of Final Fantasy, and then you're going to 13, and then... I mean, look. I I'll remember. just say, I'll just say that Final Fantasy games. Um, there are several of them that are definitely worth playing, and there are a few that are not worth playing. And I'll joke about thirteen about being not worth playing, but you know, like it, it, that's more of like a preference thing. I think, I think a lot of people enjoy thirteen, and um, it's about the characters. I like the characters personally. Uh, there, there are not some hope. redeemable characters in that game for sure. Um, but, but all uh, the other characters are perfectly fine. Like, and that it, stupid bitch Neil. Most Final Fantasy games are pretty good, or are at least uh, interesting. And 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 when it comes to the numbered titles, the stories generally are are much better uh, compared to like the offshoot stuff, mm-hmm. like um, like Khan was saying, bravely default and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
but yeah, like I, Final Fantasy is just like the games are so also so different from each other. It, it's sometimes it's hard to compare them with each other. I mean that's true yeah. because obviously it's, it's like, honestly a series where like if you enjoyed one game, you might not enjoy another in the series. You know, what I mean? there are like, plenty. If you, yeah. Like if you enjoy the earlier, like, there's ones. plenty of yeah, like there's plenty of people who are Final Fantasy fans, but they might not enjoy thirteen, or they might not enjoy fifteen. Like, it's it's kind know, of like a divisive thing where 12. I feel like it's the the fan base is kind of split and from you're a fan of one through six and then you don't like anything after that, or you're a fan of seven through ten yeah and then you don't like anything before that. I don't know you might like the stuff after. There's also like some mid people who are like they liked like four or five six and seven and then like think it got worse after seven or something yeah. like that. I've seen people like that. Yeah, um, there's there's the two fans of Final Fantasy twelve, um, <laughs> and then nobody likes thirteen, and then fifteen. <laughs> oh my gets, god! I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, the, the later the later on it gets, the more drastic the games the are compared to the original, and also yeah, the opinions of players against them. And generally, I feel like the later on in the series, like. More people have probably played uh, seven and onwards, uh, or well, like the later games, like even fifteen. Like I think a lot of people played thirteen or fifteen, and they never even played the other one. Any of the uh, uh, oh, ones yeah. before yeah, that. Absolutely, that's hundred percent yeah. true. I mean, it's so just, it's how yeah. it is. Like fuck, it's a thirty some year odd old. They're series. also like it's also because it's like. They're really far apart now. Like, mm. now when a new Final Fantasy game comes out, it's like... All the people who liked the previous game are Have older. six years <laughs> right? or more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the older gamers are pretty stubborn about uh, the games that they like. And to be fair... The games that they grew up with and liked are no longer being made, so I, I can at least say that you know it's fair to be a little to bit better. To some degree, if you are looking for it, I bet you could find it, but it's not as usually. You have to look at like in, yeah, you, you have, have to, to look, look to indie like games. indie indie games yeah. for that, yeah. Um, but for as far as favorite goes, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Tactics is my favorite. Whoa! The original pew, pew, tactics. Pew, 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 pew. It's just, it's got everything. It's got if everything. If the punishment for crime is coin, then it's only a punishment for the poor. The tactics just has everything. <laughs> like, you have all the cool stuff about the classic Final Fantasy stuff, which is like jobs and, and, and changing your characters to learn skills and abilities between all the different. Mm -hmm. um, uh, classes that you have access to, and then it also has just this really kick-ass story. That this is an amazing story. Yeah, it is. It is a phenomenal story. It is for, very well written. Um, it, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say like it's a story for everyone because you can get cloud it, in it. <laughs> well, you can get cloud in the game, um, but like. The, the story is, like, it's a little bit, like, uh, and when I say, like, it's a little bit political, and when I say political, I mean, like, 
the game is about war and countries like fight, nice. fighting each other and, and territories Dukes. and yeah, but it has Kingdoms. like all this. It has intrigue and betrayal and t- mm-hmm. and like you know, system. Yeah, like uh, uh, people are are uh, you know some people are like royalty and some people are peasants. So like you see like diversity between. Uh, nobles in the lower class and it, it just yeah. has a lot of cool stuff to it like everything in that game is really good it's the game of thrones of final fantasy uh okay i said it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean I, I couldn't really say that any of the other ones fit that description more so yes technically correct <laughs> it is the most game of thrones like Final Fantasy game. We gotta get the casuals in, alright? Casuals watched Game of Thrones. Bow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean that that's fair. It it it, uh, out of out of all the Final Fantasies, it is the most Game of Thrones. It's got, you know, people vying for power and they're betraying each other, trying to get a step ahead of each individual. Mm. And um. And and like the main character and his best friend even like become they get become uh, at odds with each other because they understand that if the world continues how it is, like there's just going to be nothing but war and death all the time. So they're trying to find a way to stop it. However, one person, one of the characters chooses to like manipulate the situation to stop it in his way while the other character has a more altruistic uh, perspective and tries to uh, uh, save everyone without having to like get his hands dirty so to speak because he believed in the image of his own father yeah um and, and it, it just has this really cool like the whole story is just really interesting yeah, and there's a lot of like the the battle system is very in depth, the class system and on like jobs and all that. Uh, yeah, the if, side if you... characters you can get, and like the customization of even like the special characters and like you could get monsters and stuff. It's it's yeah, it's really fun. If, if you want me to, if you want me to pick a numbered Final Fantasy as my favorite, probably seven, maybe four, one of those two. I don't know. You know exactly which one. You know which one in your heart. It's probably seven, but I do really like four a lot too. So I don't know. It's I mean, hard to choose. Fair. That's fair. It's like I like six, but I really like nine. Yeah. Like nine is. The only thing I don't like is just like pretty much the ending. Like, I just don't like the. I like the fucking Dragon Ball stuff. It's real cool. <laughs> um, but then, but once, like, once you he, fight Necron, that's when it's like, okay, who even is this guy? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, what's me, what's your favorite Final Fantasy? My favorite. So, for me, I have played and beaten like almost all. The numbered ones, obviously the ones you can beat, um, as opposed to the ones you can't. 
uh, 11 and 14. I've played 11 and oh, 14. Oh, right, 11 and 14. Um, yeah. In terms of, like, the earlier stuff, 6 is, like, really good in my opinion. It was uh, really different, and the fact that it was just, like, I don't know, on the Super Nintendo. 6 is... Super Nintendo is a, had a good catalog of games. Yeah, and 6 is, like, very well-renowned. Like, mm. I think most uh, older uh, generation, or older gamers probably feel like 6 is the best one in the series. Um, well, obviously, like, I, there's merits to say everything on the PlayStation and beyond, too. Like, the newer ones. Because uh, even still, like, I know there's a split after 10, but, like, even still, um, like, 1 through 6 is very obviously retro. So, like, it's hard to compare that set to anything beyond it, um, just because of lim limitations. Obviously, if 6 had, like, came out now, it would be phenomenal. It would be very, like, I don't know what it would be. You mean, like, an HD remake, like 7 is good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, it would be, I, I, don't, I don't know. It would be the craziest game. But, um... It would also be, like, six different games, because exactly. it would come out in chapters, because it's so long. <laughs> um, but, like, I see value in, like, seven, eight, the, the futuristic ones. They're cool. They're alright. Um, comparably, I would say at the time, I enjoyed them both equally. Um... But 9, to me, was really special in that, that generation because of how it went back to the fancy roots. Nine, 9 itself is a uh, is an ode to the original Final Fantasy games. Yeah, yeah. And I always liked that about 9. Um, like, the characters are very enchanting and stuff. And, like, like, I have an appreciation for all these little blocks of the generations of when they came out. Like, 10 and its sequel, even 10-2. Like, both of them have really good merits. 10 isn't as in-depth as most people think it is, or say it is, in my opinion. Because the Spirit Grid is cool, but it is kind of like a big line that's just like a, a circle with, like, sometimes it has branches and stuff. Like, it's <laughs> it's not as... it As a concept, it was new. Yeah. But when, when you review it and looking back at it now, you can see that it was more it's more of like a slow leveling uh yeah system. yeah, yeah. Um, it's more it, obvious it, in like in 13 they use the same sort of system but it's much more obvious in that that it's like a straight line yeah yeah thing. yeah <laughs> um so yeah uh 102 though is Ten actually two's... actually a good game the I don't care dress what is, says. the dress spheres are cool I like the dress spheres. The dress spheres. Yeah. Once again, like, any any game, any Final Fantasy game where you can like change jobs and like pick which jobs to level on different characters, like I am for that. That's what I'm. I like. I think all the ones with job uh, classes in them are like kind of a step separate. Like twelve. Um, although the original board, the original one we got not the best the international one where they're actually set as specific jobs like yeah. job boards and stuff that is a really good like if that was in the original game i i think a lot more people would like 12 than they originally did 
12 is a turning point for the series because um, it's... The most modern, like, action-y, modern-ish. 12 is, I think, the point where they finally, like, said, we want to make a, like, you know, we want to make a, a, a Final Fantasy game that is... Like, uh, I think they viewed the players as, like, a, uh, they wanted something very complex, you know, a very complex system, and they wanted to eliminate the, like, basic choices of stuff, like, cast, cast, you know, fire magic at enemy weak to fire, or automatic, or just attack if you're not doing anything, you know? Yeah. Mm. I, I think they, they tried to do a lot of different or they tried to combine too many like steps for twelve, and they didn't like uh, they didn't put as much thought as, as they probably should have into that system. Mm-hmm. Like there's a working of something really great in twelve, and again, like I said with the the international stuff, just having the fact that your characters are set to two boards forces you to commit them to being a thing instead of everyone being able to kind of do everything. You, you kind of in the original game, you just kind of make three characters that do everything, and the other three characters you never play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then even then, like uh, for a while, like I do like thirteen. It's perfectly fine. It's not as bad as people say. I'm just gonna put that out there. I think the fact it's that it's a little it has, bit as bad as people say. I'm the fact that it has such a realistic and somber tone. As in realistically somber, not like emo somber. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's yeah. reason for people to be like, "Man, existence is horrible." Um, like it, it, it. To me, at the time when I played it, I was like, "Yeah, this is cool. This is emotion. It has emotional depth, which is something the other ones don't really have. Kind of." Like, uh, they have stories, and, like, there's things that happen, you care about the characters and stuff, but there's maybe, not maybe anything, if, like... Like, one dude, Zaz, puts a gun up to head, to his head, for example. Like, he... I mean, if you're comparing all of the characters from 13 to, say, like, all of the characters to 6, then, yeah, I can understand that, because, obviously, there's only, like, two or three characters in 6 that really get a ton of, like, development, you know? Mm. Out of the 12 or... Six, 15, 16 characters that there are in that game. Um, um, oh, but yeah. No, sorry, that was all. Okay. Um, so, but like, I like the sequels. I never played Lightning's Returns, but the 13 2, I enjoy it. I like Noel. I like that it's, it is, it's equally sad because existence just, people died. Civilization did not last, and he's a time traveler, and you're like, He's trying to set things right, and it's like, okay, I'm about this mission. It sucks being the last human alive, I imagine. Let's go. And it had this Pokemon <laughs> thing about it. Um, that was really cool. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to put the point across that all the games have their own merits, and I like every single one of them. There's not a single one where I, I'm on some level where I'm like, fuck this game, it's awful some degree at the time when i played it i enjoyed it to some degree i like it now too um but for a while 14 was my favorite um it's one of the best mmos ever played you know i i I didn't i don't know why i didn't consider 14 i didn't even really consider it either 
I, I, I actually probably so different. I I didn't I even mention would say eleven. Fourteen is my favorite over and on. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even mention eleven. It's just the fact that it's comparing the MMOs to the regular series is just it's really difficult to do. Cause yeah. like yeah, I hate eleven. I I hate it. Oh yeah, eleven, 11 is, is awful. It's awful. Like, it's real bad. And that completely goes against what I just said about Final Fantasy as a whole. Everyone has mer- no eleven. It's very separate. It's not the same deal. I kind of wish it the eleven and fourteen weren't numbered. Honestly, I, I mean wish I can they- see that, but like like they are advertised and people you know say like they are supposed to be a Final Fantasy game first and then MMO second. Mm-hmm. And I do understand. Like I see it. But just to me, maybe it was because it was my first MMO, and maybe because I wasn't super deep into Final Fantasy when I got into fourteen. Like I do, just consider it an MMO. Yeah. And like, I mean, when I'm thinking of Final Fantasy, like I know, just instinctively that like fourteen is separate, and like I know that people who are in into Final Fantasy, like they're not gonna play fourteen just mm-hmm. because it's a Final Fantasy game. So. I mean, even if you took away the fact that, like, 14 has all these references to the other Final Fantasy series games, mm-hmm. and you just took its story on its own, its story, it's a good story. is amazing. Yeah, it, it's it, a, it it's is a, a phenomenal really good, story. Yeah. Um, and, 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 like, if you were to instead ask me, like, which Final Fantasy is the most important to me, then I would say, absolutely, without question, it's 14. Like, I'm sub to it, baby. I give them, like, $200 a year or some nonsense. Like, let's let's yeah, go. Actually, on topic, um, yesterday, according to Steam, because I played it through Steam, mm. I reached 10,000 hours in Final Fantasy That's a lot of time. Oh. And exact, like, I'm not yeah. putting that much time in the, the, the other games. At most, 100 hours. Maybe a hundred twenty for certain ones. I remember my thirteen. Yeah, I mean was that is a that lot point. for a single player game. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's just they're 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 so different that I don't often count them. Yeah, it, it's hard to even consider them. Like, I kind of feel like eleven and fourteen. It's like I, I know that you know we called them MMOs, but and that's what they are. But it's like you, you, I almost even forget that they are a numbered Final Fantasy title. Yeah. So I mean, we even just refer to it as FIFA, like yeah, you know, FIFA fourteen. Um, but like, there, in terms of like story focus, the the subject, the the inspiration, like the primals and all that, the the lore and the world, all that is enriched with Final Fantasy. Like it is Final Fantasy very much, but like I said, it's just too different. But um. My favorite Final Fantasy actually is the newest Final Fantasy, number one. I love 15. Oh, 15? 15 is really good. love 15. That shit got to my heart. Because when... I'm, spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. Fuck you. You should have played it, everyone. That's right. I'm being hostile towards the audience. At the end, when you see the picture you picked... Yeah. I picked me and the boys in the car, wait, weeping, wept. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, that was it. I was like, no, that's my boys. Ah! The, the ending sequence of 15 is is tough to get through. Oh. Like, tough, tough, like, because it's such a... Because you realize the actual gravitas thing. 
of what the mission was. Yeah. That he was always... Spoilers. I'll give you ten seconds to go away. Spoilers. You don't get any more ten seconds. He fucking dies, and that's the whole fucking mission, is for him to get to this point where he sacrifices himself for the world and for the light. And just like the culmination of the ending, that is a masterpiece. It's rough. It's a rough game. Don't get me wrong. But... Where it counts, that is the best Final Fantasy. That is mwah, mwah, perfect. That and the uh, the campfire scene just before you go into yo, um, bro, where they're like, it's been. I'm getting chills and I want to cry right now. <laughs> yeah, I love them boys. They're it's like the road trip mentality of the adventure from the start where the car is broken down to that very end point. It, it's it's just like it, it, it encompasses modern sense of adventure in the importance of just like your everyday life. Like you and the bros, your friends, just you have a mission. And yet, again, the gravitas was like he needed to, you know, sacrifice all that jazz. That was always the mission. Luna Freya knew it, like uh, the whole jazz. But just like they didn't let that get to them. Like, he was his, they were, he was their friend first before they were like, Gladios was like his guardian or Ignis was his teacher. You know what I mean? And it's just, yeah. I, a lot of that does come from also the movie and the anime and all the extra stuff outside of it, that, the that DLCs is, and stuff. That is one part of it is like, to fully understand everything that's going on about 15, you kind of have to like dive into a bunch of side stuff. And that that is a fault of anything. I I will yeah. say that about any property. You shouldn't do that. If everything that's important that should drive your motivations of how like you're caring about the characters should be in the product itself. Always a hundred percent. The stuff outside the stuff should be things that enhance it, like in terms of like after the story or something, or mm-hmm. like things that are related but around the world or something. Something that's not so much directed to the characters tangent yeah i mean i agree um obviously tactics a2 i wish there was a3 uh i like their service final fantasy remake is poopy (laughs) it's it's good it has some things that are frustrating some things that are frustrating but otherwise it's pretty much everything i would have wanted from a game yeah. From the remake. Um, like, in terms of quality, that is, like, obviously they put a lot of money into it. Um, they're trying to get a lot of money out of it. So there's the other side of that argument. Um, but, like, it's good in terms of, like, modern Final Fantasy. Sure. It's got even, like, a party time thing. That's cool. You know? Work yeah. on the engine for the next one, but um, that was Final Fantasy conversation. Uh, let me see how long I was been doing recording. Oh my god, I'm not recording. Just um, oh no. So I will tell you this: I didn't record like the first like twenty minutes or something. Oh. 
Well, so, that's going to be your problem. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but I have, like, I have the clips now, so it's really fun. I have an hour and a half. We're at, um, how long are we recording? An hour and 47 minutes we've been. So I, I lost, like, 10 minutes. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I assume you can recover that through... The download. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll just overlap. It'll be easy. Uh, is there anything, um, how do I say this? Final Fantasy related? Yeah, Final Fantasy related. Um, do you guys watch the movies? Oh man, I've almost forgotten that there were Final Fantasy movies. I haven't seen them, so... Oh, okay. I have seen them. Um, the, uh... I mean, Advent Children is fun to watch. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a bit it's of okay. a mess. Yeah. But it's, it's fine. It, it, it's okay. The other movie, is, the one There's that's, like, the movies. unique... Well, I'm talking about the, like, the unique, like, it's Oh, not, the first one, Spirits Within? Spirits Within. That movie is... Pretty garbage, honestly. It's it's real boring. Don't watch it. Don't watch the movies. I don't, and I don't know what the other movie is. I, it's I don't know. um, King's Glaive. Oh, that oh the fifteen one. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's on Netflix currently. Um, Big. that might be worth watching if you like fifteen. I think it's a fine movie by itself, honestly. Um, yeah, I think you could even watch it before playing 15 because it's kind of about it's about yeah. stuff before. There's the um there's a part in 15 where you leave, you go on your adventure, adventure, uh, car breaks down, and then you're able to go back to the your main city. Uh, there's a scene in between those two things, or when you go to the the beach area, that's where the movie takes place. There's literally a scene. In fifteen yeah, yeah. to know when to watch the yeah. movie. Um, I think it's a fine movie. Um, do you guys like uh, how Square has handled Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy fourteen? Do you think the devs do a good job of that? I yeah, I, I would say yeah, yeah. The devs. Um... I think it's very rare to get a team of devs like the team that works on 14. Um, the 14 developers, like, not only do they care a lot about 14 itself and how it um, has been progressing, but, like, they're also very, like, transparent and open with the public about a lot of things. Uh, even about their personal lives. Um, mm. And it's, uh, like, they you can just tell when you, if you've ever watched any of the FanFest stuff or, you know, the interviews of, about them talking about the game and the, the progress that they had to do to change 1.0 into 2.0 and, and then that into what it is now. It's like they, they put a lot of effort in... Had to make a lot of sacrifices for the game. 
and I it just feels like to me like and maybe this is just me reading into it as, as you know however much but it does like when you when you see what they have to say about the game and how they share all their stories about the 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 methods of how things got how things were and how they got to where they are now um, it, it you can just tell that the, the, those guys and girls like just really really love this game and try their best to make it um, as successful as it is right now. I I have to imagine that a lot of it stems just from uh, the people who are working on anything at Square now are essentially. I mean, they're, I'm not saying everybody, but there's a good chance. They grew up on some of the games that Square themselves, you know. Oh, made. for sure. I mean, certain they certainly could have. Um, and also like the Japanese culture, of like putting your best foot forward and all that. Uh, e- even the go like, um, there was that recent article that revealed that the uh, musician, that one of the dudes that worked so on good. the soundtrack, he had a like cancer while composing. Blank. I don't know what one he composed, but it's one of the newer songs they just released. Uh, Sokin, and he, um, it's the Shadowbringers, uh, it was the, the, one of the main songs in Shadowbringers at the, um, end of it. Um, and it's just like, a lot of that is, uh, really impressive dedication. Um, and like, just for me personally, like, Again, if you're in the industry, to some degree, Square is a big, like, they're a publisher now. Like, they own so many, like, they own IDOS, they own um, Crystal Dynamics, they own a couple others that I can't think of right now. So, like, they're a lot bigger than they used to be. They uh, work on games outside of the RPG genre, like... They've done the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider games. They've yeah, done, yeah. You know, they do a few other. Uh, they did Avengers. They paid for Avengers. That's a Square game, technically. Yeah. Um, but again, there, it's just in terms of publishing. Uh, they themselves just focusing on having their own in in devs working on the flagship Final Fantasy. I think that just like, I I have to imagine that everyone who works there has to understand the gra- like gravity, like grandness of working on something that big if you are in the industry too um but yeah they do really good work i'm excited about 16 are you guys excited about 16 i'm pretty excited about 16 yeah um mainly because the head developer of 14 is a part of the development team for 16 yoshi p that's not his name but that's Uh, that's what people call him uh it's uh i think it's Naoki Yoshida. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he is a developer for sixteen, and he's both wor- working on both games. And um, I think he's a really good developer. So I, I'm I'm excited to see. Plus, it's going back to like a fantasy setting. Yeah, which, but uh, it's also in a more modern action engine, much like seven and fifteen. That's fine. That's fine. I. It, well, no, I'm saying I, I like the combination of those two things. Oh, oh like yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. big fan of uh, bringing it back to the fantasy roots. Yeah, uh, like action or turn-based too. combat is like neither one 
I don't mind either one. Like, I, I'll play the game either way, you know? It looks like Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry was cool. It kind of looks like Devil May Cry. A little. Smidge. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen a ton about it yet, so it's it's really hard to judge, but... Uh, we'll, we'll see when, when he we He has a big glowy trailer. arm, and he's in the air doing a cool combo, Chris. It's cool. Yeah, well, yeah, it looks really cool, but I don't know if that's like... Is that like a sequence in a boss fight that happens automatically, or is that someone oh, doing... Yeah, like you know? if that's a controlled thing, if that's just... Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, I look forward to the future of Final Fantasy. Um... Do you guys look forward to the future of Final Fantasy XIV? Yeah. With the uh, the end walker. It's the end of this overarching story. The the main main arc, the main story. It's almost over, and then it's like some new bullshit. And then we'll we'll get new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll get a new storyline starting after that point. But, like I said, the story's worth... Like, this game is worth playing even if you were just to play it at, for as a single-player story game. It would still be worth it because the story is that good. But it has the social aspect to it, which makes it even better. I'd say so. I'm, I'm big excited about just the end of the, the, the story. Seeing how it all wraps up. I'm not overall excited to pay more for an MMO I rarely play now, but you <laughs> well, know. you don't have to. You don't have to pay. You only pay the subscription while you're playing. You don't have to play. I have a house. Twenty four seven. I have a house. I need that house. <laughs> Do you know how much I cared about having a house? But when I didn't have a house, and then I was like, "Oh, perfect! I have a house," and then I stopped playing. Not those don't correlate. They're just coincidental or anything. But I think we're those. gonna wrap it up here. Yeah. Um. Thank you both for being here. Is there any last things you would like to say about anything specific? Gonna take that as a big no. Uh, play Final Fantasy Tactics. Play Final Actually, Fantasy Tactics. No, don't don't do that. No one, no one, no one. This these days is gonna like that game. Just play Final Fantasy fourteen. How about that? Try Final Fantasy fourteen. Pry. Pry. It has a free trial. It does have a free it's trial. A, it's a meme now, but like it's true that it has a free trial up until level sixty. Yeah, which is, I mean that's know, pretty hours cool. Hours and hours of content. So yeah, yeah. Um. Oh. Um. And uh. Okay. Well. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. goodbye. Guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And remember, you can listen on. I'm gonna shill now. Audible, a- Amazon, Google. I don't know all the links anymore. Wherever you listen to your podcast. Also you remember. Coffee. Drink your coffee. Um, <laughs> also remember to check out Hype Jutsu on Fridays. We have fighting games here. Um, sometimes there's 10, 12 hour streams. Sometimes there's random horror games. 
uh, regular podcast episode coming up soon. Thank you, everyone, again. Bye, 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 bye. 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 Bye.